0: This is
1: your typical radio ad while eating a Crunch Bar. This is Automatic of Auto's used cars. This weekend only, we're having a whale! Bring the kids. See for yourself. It is huge. Gonna make a big splash. No other dealer can say they have a whale like this. When things sound dull, turn up the fun with Crunch.
0: Hello, and welcome back to Smart TV, where we pick the cream of this week's televisual offerings. I am Caroline Frost, and I am ably aided by my colleague and friend, Kellyanne Taylor. Hello, hello. Who is also the podcast editor for the Radio Times. Right, without further ado, let's press on. Should we start with some drama? Yeah, I know we should say, yeah. because I know people like to know, that there is also some factual, mm-hmm. there is a bit of entertainment, and yes. finally, a couple of films.
1: Yeah, and, and a radio recommendation. Oh, gosh, we've got them covered. It's bursting like a Christmas <laughs> present box.
0: Shall I kick off then? Drama, mm. we have Vanishing Act. This is the dramatisation of a real-life crime story that happened in Australia over lockdown and kept that country in thrall. So we have a businesswoman called Amanda Paddock, and she was basically conducting a Ponzi scheme. So on the front, on the surface, she looked very elegant. She had lots of money. She was spending lots and lots of disposable cash on Dior. And she was fleecing her friends. Oh, come in. There's only one space left on this financial scheme. But if you're quick, and of course, these poor people, they went for it. They wanted to improve their lot. They cashed in their chips with her and they never saw their money again. So what happened was the Feds got wind and she was busted and they searched her house, and then she went missing. I'm not going to tell you the corker of a punchline to this story, but it has left Australia wandering. And you can see why the storytellers, the film people, the TV people have all come calling to make this into a drama. There is a documentary also available, which I think is probably helpful, so you can sort the wheat from the chaff, and you can kind of discern what has been perhaps a little bit creative. Mm -hmm. But it's a very good story, and it's told kind of black-humorously, But it's no worse for that. So people do like a bit of real crime. This is this week's Offering Vanishing Act, Monday and Tuesday, 9pm ITV.
1: I'm definitely going to give that a watch.
0: And what do you have for me in return?
1: So I have something very light-hearted oh. to, uh, to add to the mix. We've got Nigella's Amsterdam Christmas. Who doesn't love Nigella? So this is on Thursday, 8 p.m. at BBC One. It is the domestic goddess and um, creator of the word microweve <laughs> Microwave. That was genuinely when I watched that clip. I thought, well, what on earth are you on? However, we we adore her anyway. We mm. look past the, um, mm-hmm. the odd intonation on that word. And she is in Amsterdam exploring her love of the Venice of the North. She visits lots of Christmas markets, artisan food shops, you know, the likes. And she creates scrumptious meals for fuss-free feasting.
0: Gorgeous. I would eat anything she puts on the (laughs) table. I just think she's like a walking advert for living Mm. beautifully. I mean, those Christmas programmes she makes with the baubles and the friends that conveniently appear at the end. She's just... Oh, just a wonderful ambassador She's for remarkable. living your best life. She? Yeah. She's like a walking Instagram.
1: Exactly. She was Instagram before Instagram was a thing. There we go. That's that's the line. <laughs> uh, it's Nigella's Amsterdam Christmas, Thursday, 8pm at BBC One. What do you
0: have? I'm going to say, imagine Russell T Davis. So mm. this is Alan Yentob sitting down with RTD, who is a great friend of Radio Times and is single-handedly responsible for turning the wheel into another chapter of Doctor Who. We know that he was credited with bringing it back into life in the 2000s with David Tennant. He has now picked up the keys to the TARDIS and he is propelling mm. it into a new era with Shuti Gattoir. And he begins his administration of the TARDIS yeah. on Christmas Day. And this is ahead of that. It's Russell talking not only about Doctor Who, clearly it's very important to him, it's about what it represents and in terms of hope and comradeship and friendship and that idea of that sort of selfless hero sacrificing. All through time and space to save us all mere mortals, but a lot more I mean we know he's written Nolly, he's written Queer as Folk, he's written It's, it's a, a sin. sin I mean he's just a bounty of talent yeah. and it's uh, a pleasure to sit down and hear what motivates him and moves him onto mm. such great projects. That is on a Monday at 10.40
1: BBC One I'll also be tuning in for that, you have so much homework, homework. <laughs> Oh dear, here we go So I have a little treat for you. This is The Hairy Bikers Coming Home for Christmas, Tuesday, 9pm, BBC Two. Anyone who listened to my episode with Dave Myers and Cy King, which was released on Tuesday this week, will know how much this Christmas means to the TV chefs. For those who haven't, obviously go back and listen. But to fill you in, Dave was diagnosed with cancer in 2022 and he spoke a lot on the podcast about his treatment, how he's had when we spoke 37 rounds of chemo, how he lost his appetite, how he had to retreat from work, I think, for two years. So it's no surprise that this festive special is a feast to thank the doctors and nurses who have carried out his treatment. It's also for his family and friends who have been with him every step of the way. And also a really cute little part about the food producers who made him fall in love with food all over again. So come, of course, for the dynamic duo, but stay for some heartwarming and really tender and loving content so that is the Harry bikers coming home for christmas tuesday 9pm
0: bbc 2 oh how sweet and what i've always noticed whenever those two are on screen is the trueness of their friendship yeah it really is palpable and they gave an interview recently a print interview so i will be tuning in for your podcast where i mean his friend just was as in in as much pain as he was over yeah. the whole thing so gosh friendship Yes, isn't it? (laughs) And on that note... Anyway, friend, my final entertainment offering is more mm. of a public service message, which is that the Strictly final has come round with its inevitability at this yeah. time of year. It was a corker of a semi final. I have not watched Strictly for quite some time now. I've just been tied up with other things. But I did sit down to the semi final, and I have to say that Charleston by Leighton and Nikita, I actually said to somebody, Do you know? my mum will be texting me at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning to tell me to go and watch that on YouTube. And sure enough, set my watch by it. Then came the text the following morning, watch the iPlayer now, (laughs) underlined... Oh, sweet lady. 55 minutes, 12 seconds <laughs> yeah. in. I could have watched it all night. So any of you who do need to go and do some homework, Leighton and Nikita Charleston is your search term. Yes. And then we've got the final with two other pairs this weekend. I mean, again, I'm, I'm always amazed that this series It's a juggernaut, a reality TV juggernaut. The Others Have Fallen Away, X Factor, The Idols, mm. um, you know, all these bits and bobs over the years. And this is still very good TV. Mm. I don't know quite how they manage it, but somehow each year they do. So that's the final
1: on Saturday evening at 7 p.m. I've got uh, another recommendation for something that has as much, if not more, hold than Strictly. And for that, you say, what? What
0: could it be? Right
1: on cue, Caroline. Thank you. Uh, This is a radio recommendation. It is Desert Island Discs, the one, the only. And that's on Sunday, 11.15 a.m. on Radio 4. This week being interviewed by Lauren Laverne is Greta Gerwig, who, you might ask, only the lady of the year second only to Hannah Waddington. Thank you. Uh, sorry. Um, so this is the actor, writer and director behind Little Women, Ladybird, and of course, the most famous of which, the billion-dollar grossing film Barbie. So she's talking to Lauren Laverne about her life, about directing Friends in nursery school musicals, her belief in, this is a quote, the fundamental goodness of people. Oh. And maybe we'll learn a little bit more about her direction of Barbie there, and a Christmas song she loved to sing with her father, So, as always, I think these interviews are able to, I think, through the lens of music, unveil stories that usual interviews don't always get to venture to.
0: Well, it's very relaxing, isn't it? Mm. Playing music with somebody.
1: And I think music unlocks something Mm. within you and I think you're more likely to open up.
0: What's the tune that unlocks you, Kellyanne Taylor?
1: My Love, Mine or Mine. There we go. There we go. All right. I'm I'm pretty sure I've even said that wrong. However, it's the tune that unlocks me.
0: What's yours? Probably Last Christmas by Wam. Amazing. Thank you. Don't like to disappoint. Uh, A quick film note for you, Tuesday 10pm BBC Two. This is controversial because I have heard tell on the vine that this is not everyone's favourite film, Kellyanne. Mm. This is Serrano. This is the classic tale of Serrano de Bergerac brought to the big screen and I think given life and magic and soul and romance in the form of Peter Dinklage, who people will know from Game of Thrones, Mm. Tyrion Lannister. However... Not everyone's
1: a fan. Well, the thing is, I think he delivers a fantastic performance. However, big Cyrano fans will have seen in the theatre the year before James McAvoy's performance. And after seeing him as Cyrano, I don't know if anyone else can quite take the biscuit.
0: Well, isn't it nice that you've brought the theatre to everyone in the nation?
1: Well, also, they've turned it into a musical. Yes. Which, it's not a musical. It's like turning Shakespeare into a musical. I believe that has been done. I mean, they I, I shouldn't I, have. I hate it. Leave Shakespeare alone. <laughs> <laughs> Ban the bard from the tunes.
0: Final postscript from me, one from the archive, to go with the, the true crime drama. At the beginning of this episode, I would alert you to another true crime drama given even more, very different treatment, but equally valuable. The Sixth Commandment, it's all on iPlayer. This is Sarah Phelps, who previously brought us, and then there were none, and completely transformed how people look at Agatha Christie. She has brought the story of a shocking crime in an English village where two people were very much exploited, abused, and, well, one met a sad, untimely end because he trusted the wrong person. That is the Sixth Commandment, Timothy Spall and Anne Reid play the two people for whom you feel the most that's all on iPlayer
1: amazing wow
0: I think that's it I mean that's That's, plenty isn't it I mean that's not even our Christmas double issue episode which we will be kicking off and because that box really is overflowing it's going to be presented to you audience in two magical parts. So tune in for our first part of the Christmas Double Issue Bonanza podcast, Mm -hmm. Smart TV podcast, next week. And in the meantime, happy Happy viewing. viewing!